Voice Live from CES is an official event within the greater CES program, where the world's top brand leaders will share insights about how they are engaging customers through voice-enabled devices in our homes, cars, hotels, and more. To learn more about how you can be a sponsor, speaker, or attend Voice Live from CES, visit voicesummit.ai slash CES. That's voicesummit.ai slash CES. Have you ever wanted to learn how to create your own Amazon Alexa flash briefing? Daniel Hill of Daniel Hill Media has gained 21,000 subscribers on his flash briefing over the last year. And today he's talking about why you should create a flash briefing and his step-by-step strategy of how to create one and how to technically upload it and get it ready to go. Hi, Inside Voice podcast listeners. This is your co-host, Kerry Roberts. And today my guest is Daniel Hill from Daniel Hill Media. Welcome, Daniel. Thanks for being here today. Hey, Kerry. Thanks for having me on. So today we are talking about Amazon Alexa flash briefings. Daniel, can you talk a little bit about how you got into this and why it became an interest of yours? Sure. Well, I've been working with Instagram for a long time. That's an area I've been focusing on helping small business owners with. And that landscape is pretty crowded. And I was looking for something that could differentiate myself from all the other people who teach Instagram, who have courses and whatnot, and also kind of think what's going to be the next platform after Instagram. Like Instagram is huge right now, but what's going to be huge two years from now or three years or five years from now? And I wanted to make sure I was at the forefront of something else as it got bigger. So one of my friends, actually Jen Lehner, who has a flash briefing called the Front Row Entrepreneur Flash Briefing, where she does social media news, said, Daniel, how do you not have one of these? You have to check it out. And so eventually I started to take the time and realize that this was a really cool opportunity. And so today, for people that either don't know how to do it or have heard of it but haven't really figured out how to use it, you're going to take us through how to create one, which I'm really excited about. We've been focusing a lot on the podcast recently of these kind of how-tos. And so can you start with your reasons for why a person or a business would want to create an Amazon Alexa flash briefing? Sure. If you have some kind of audio content, whether it's something educational, something newsworthy that you want to get out to an audience, if you have some experience with podcasting or that at least seems interesting to you, but you don't feel like you have the time or energy or resources to dedicate to a podcast, a flash briefing is a really, really great way to get started. Let me just back up and explain what a flash briefing is. So essentially, when you tell your Amazon Echo device, tell me the news, she will give you the weather, and some basic news from companies like the Wall Street Journal, NPR, CNN, and so forth. However, Amazon also gives people, anybody, you, me, whoever, the opportunity to make their own news show. And so when you say, tell me the news, they people can subscribe to your audio news program. It doesn't cost you anything to make it, and you can get started very, very quickly, and you can start finding subscribers, and people will search amazon.com for search terms. For instance, mine is about Instagram. And then they will find your audio program. They can be one minute to up to 10 minutes in length. Typically, they can they do better if they're shorter, around two, three, four minutes. And they can be on any topic. And the more niche, the better. Because although you do want to appeal to a wide variety of people, if there's one specific thing that you're very knowledgeable in and people are searching for information on that topic and they want to hear daily updates about it, that's your chance to be the expert really, really quickly. 
Yeah. And so one of the things you had told me about was, you know, if you have a topic that you could talk about at length, but in kind of short little anecdotes, this is a great way to kind of start, right? Right. And I say that you have to be an expert, but you really don't. You just have to be a person who's fairly versed enough in the topic to be comfortable talking about it in small clips. So if you were to say research the news on a particular thing that you're interested in, let's say I'm interested in Adobe Photoshop. I don't really know much about Adobe Photoshop, but let's just say that's the thing I'm interested in. If I every day found one blog post about Adobe Photoshop with a tip or a tool or something aspect of it that you didn't know, and I talked about that for a minute or two, after a short amount of time, people would say, wow, that guy really knows a lot about Photoshop. Do I? Well, I've been teaching myself along the way, right? But I don't know any more than some of the other experts out there. But it's a really good chance to stand out and become an authority very quickly. And especially people who are either solo entrepreneurs or business owners, even large businesses are always looking for ways to build an audience. How does Alexa Flash Briefings actually do that? So when people are searching Amazon.com and they're coming across your audio program, they become your audience. They're listening every day. They get hooked on this because it's part of their routine. When they wake up and they make their coffee and they say, Alexa, start my morning, right? And the coffee maker starts and she says the weather and then she goes right into their news that they've subscribed to. You're part of that morning. So they quickly become reliant on you for a source of information. And then that's a chance for you to turn that audience into something else if you'd like, if you want consulting opportunities or you're doing some kind of book that you're working on or course or whatever you want to lead it into, you can use that as an introduction. And I know you had also talked to me before about if you don't want to build an email list, this is another way to get content out to people. And it's so much easier because you can just talk and have it be put out, right? Yeah. And I'm not a huge fan of email lists. I certainly know that they have their place and people have had great success with them. And I, But just me personally, I'm not an email list kind of person. Like I don't it takes me forever to write emails and, and to craft them and so forth. And not a huge amount of people may read them in terms of the time that I put in, right? So if I have a mailing list of 10,000 people, then it takes me three hours to craft an email and send it out. And out of those 10,000, maybe only 2% or 5% open those emails. You might say that's not a great use of your time. Now, if you're selling something, whatever, it may be a good use of your time. I'm not going to say that. But comparatively, this flash briefing can be done in 10 or 15 minutes because it's just your voice. You don't have to type it the same way. So it's a lot less investment of time. And we're all very, very busy. So we want the maximum effort for the minimum amount of time, right? And I think that's where this really comes across as a great opportunity. When we speak something, we can say it faster as well. So like you said, it's saving us time and the person who's receiving the information time as well. And you know, how does this compare with other things like social media? A lot of people are saying do Facebook ads and Instagram ads and all of that. But is there just a lot more value in doing these Alexa flash briefings at this point? I think social media landscapes are really crowded. And even though I love Instagram and that's what I talk about every day, the fact is the attention right now is on that platform, but there's millions and millions of people competing for that attention. Right now in this Amazon space, there's only about 9,000 flash briefings, many of which are not published every day and have just sort of gone by the wayside as people did not put in the effort required to kind of keep it going. So the best ones will bubble up to the top really, really quickly. So it's a great opportunity on a very, very untapped landscape. So now that we've kind of talked about why this is kind of an area people should be considering to get into, 
I want you to take us through the five steps to creating an Amazon Alexa flash briefing, especially for people who've never done it before. So what's that first step that we're taking? So the first step is going to be research, right? You're going to look for a topic that doesn't really have a lot of flash briefings about it already. To be fair, there are tons of social media ones, so I probably wouldn't recommend going down that road at this point, but there are a lot of other underserved communities. For instance, there's one about video games, and that's it. There's only one video game news one, for instance. So if there's something that you know a little bit about and you can give newsworthy content on it, and people are interested in that topic, that's what you want to focus on and find what's going to be the best fit for you to talk comfortably about. That's the first step. Does everything have to be kind of news-based or it just has to be information-based? It can be news or information-based. I think a good blend of the two is probably going to have the best results, but there are people who give information in small but bite-sized chunks that has nothing to do with news, and it's almost like a mini course, right, that people are getting a little bit of a spoonful of every day, right? And so that can be just as good as news. It, it depends on which area you want to go down. All right. So step two, we are deciding on the length. What does that mean? So you have to decide for yourself how long you want to talk every day and how much you think you can give value in a short amount of time. Just because the flash briefings can be up to 10 minutes in length does not mean that yours should be. And this is where it really differentiates from podcasts because podcasts, I know some can be 45 minutes, an hour, two hours longer. And some people really like that, but this is micro concept. This is all about giving as much value as you can in a very short time. Me personally, I live in New Jersey in New York City all the time, time is money, right? So I want to make the maximum impact in the shortest amount of time. And I think many other people view it that way as well. So that's why to make, it's really advantageous to make the episode short and impactful in that time. And then we're deciding on the frequency, meaning how often we're going to be publishing. Should we be doing it every day or what do you recommend? That is the goal. I would say to do it at least five days a week. I personally try to do six days a week every day, Monday through Friday, and one time on the weekend. I've had good results with that. Some people every day without fail. But if you're doing a newsworthy topic, some days there's just not news about that particular thing if it's on the weekend or whatever. So in that particular case, you definitely want to aim for at least five episodes a week. All right. So we've gone through, we've decided what our niche topic is. We've decided on the length and the frequency. And now we're going to decide specifically on the content. What does that mean? So what are you going to talk about on the day-to-day -day basis? Is it something news? Is it something educational? Is it something else strategic-wise or a mix of all of those things? And then how are you going to make sure that you have content that you're going to talk about on a regular basis? I personally use Google RSS feeds. I set up a Google alert for the word Instagram. And so every day I can either get an email with all the top stories about Instagram, or I can see in my RSS feeds all those. So I can kind of scroll through them quickly and see what's relevant. If you have a system of how you get that information in, then you don't struggle with like, well, what am I going to talk about today? Or what topic's going to be fitting for my audience when I sit down to record tonight? You can make sure that you have all that content ahead of time. Also, a lot of the platforms that provide hosting for this flash briefing give you an opportunity to post in advance so you can schedule your posts. So for instance, if you're doing something educational, and I'm just going to use social media as an example, you want to do five days of tips to grow your following. You can record those all on Sunday night and then set tip one to be posted Monday at 7 o'clock, uh, 7 a.m. 
the next one Tuesday at 7 a.m. and so on. So you can really map that out. You can do the whole month if you want. You can do two months. It's, it's your flash free. So you have to decide what is that content going to be and how is it going to be made available to your audience? Which, yeah, if we can do things ahead of time and plan it out, that is always simpler. But like you said, you have the option to do it daily as well. And the last step is about remembering that the content is disposable. So does that mean it completely disappears forever? How does that work? So this is really an interesting one to me. Since my background is Instagram, I'm coming from a world where Instagram stories are content that's only available for 24 hours and then it's gone, right? You want to be maximum impact, maximum engagement during that time. And then that was it. It's very similar with this because once you post a new episode, your old episode is no longer available. That's just how it works. However, if your content is on other platforms, people can access it there. Here's what I mean. If you have the flash briefing on Amazon, and then you also post it on iTunes, Spotify, what are the other platforms? Google Play Music. Everywhere that people get podcasts from, they can go back and listen to older episodes in that place. So you've worked hard on your episodes. They're not going to disappear forever. Only from the Amazon service, they're only getting your latest episode. But people can go to other platforms to track down your older content, and people do that. Is that something you have to set up yourself, or is that something that it will do automatically? So depending on the host that you work with, they give you the RSS feed and then you just paste it into the various providers. It's just a different RSS feed, but the hosting providers will give you that information. All right. So we talked about why we should do this. And now we've talked about kind of our strategy. We've laid out our plan. We have our content. And then of course, the next common question for most people is the technicality of this. You know, do I have to know how to code anything? What are kind of the technical steps to creating, recording and posting your flash briefing. So can you take us through that, which is another great number of five steps. Five is my favorite number. So I love that you are breaking this down so simply for everybody. So what is our first step here technically to do? So the first step is to go to amazon.com, specifically developer.amazon.com, register for a developer account. You can use the same email address that you have for your amazon.com purchasing account. And then you can go in and as a developer, you don't have to write any code, but it'll ask you what you want to do and you want to create a flash briefing skill. That's the absolute first step. Now, can you create more than one skill under your developer account? Absolutely. You can have as many as you want. And in fact, you can have them in multiple countries. So for instance, my flash briefing is available in every place that the Amazon Echo service has in English. So that's the US, Canada, the UK, India, Australia. I think that's it. And uh, you can have separate ones in each one of those Amazon stores. Interesting. All right. So step two, you have to then find a flash briefing hosting provider. Why do we need to do that? And what does that mean? So that means you need a company to host your flash briefing. You can do it on your website. If you have a secure website with SSL, that's what Amazon requires for these. But if not, you can use the AWS hosting. I use a company called Effect, E-F-F-C-T dot C-O. And the reason that I use them is uh, they're great and they have free hosting, which means that you can get started for free. They don't give you the scheduling bit. You have to pay for the scheduling. But if you just post your episode every day when you're done recording it, there's no charge to you. Or you can host your flash briefing in Dropbox, base or SSL as well. So there's a few different options there, but that's how to get started. And then you find the feed address within whatever provider you use, post it in the Amazon developer site under your flash briefing skill, and it gets submitted to Amazon's development team for approval. And how long does it normally take for the development team to approve it? 
I think it would take about two to three days, depending on the volume. At times, it'd be a little bit busier. Uh, there's a lot of people who try to get in right before the Christmas rush. So don't do that, obviously. But around the Black Friday to Christmas time, it takes, I would say, a few days more, but usually a day or two during normal times. All right. Our third step is then determining the recording process. And so what are some different things that people should be thinking about in how you record? So a lot of people do it just on their iPhone or their Android phone. They turn on the voice recorder app, they go inside their closet and record there in a quiet place. Some people have a home studio kind of setup that they use for podcasting where they have a USB mic. Maybe they have one of those little screens to the pop filter, that's the word, to prevent those P's from becoming loud through the, the microphone. Some people record all in one take and just upload it. Some people record and then do a little editing, post-processing. They add a music at the beginning or at the end, whatever. You have to decide what feels right to you, but also what you can do every day without getting really burdened by it. So if it's a very long process and it takes you hours, this is not the right way. You want to make sure that it's something you can do very, very quickly and get it posted without spending too much time on the post-processing parts. A lot of people do record in their closets, and I, I want to give a shout out to my friend Amy Summers, who records a flash briefing called The Pitch. Amy is a publicist. She gives out great, not only business advice, but marketing advice. If you uh, have any interest in having publicity around whatever it is you do, she has a great flash briefing for it. And one day I was having a conversation with people who create other flash briefings. And I said, are you guys interested in upgrading your audio equipment? Like, do you guys ever think about that? What's your plan? And Amy said, well, I record on my iPhone in my closet. So I was thinking about buying more clothes so I'd have more soundproofing. It's a funny story, but the point is, you don't need to have that much to get started. If you just want to get started simply, you absolutely can. Yeah, the most important part for any recording is the quiet space. So yeah, a closet is a great space. I've done that many times. Carpeted areas, pillows, <laughs> they all work to kind of keep that sound at a higher quality level. Now, our next step, we finalize the episode. So what does that mean? So that's where you're going to make sure that it's the way you want, play it back, listen to it, make sure that it's correct and there's no issues with it. Save it as an MP3 and upload it to your host so that it can get published out to the world and anyone can start listening to it. And then our last step, we submit the test episode for approval. That's it. And so once it's approved, we can just continue to post. We don't need to do anything else. We can just keep uploading it. Correct. Yeah. Every day, upload a new episode. So now, you, how long have you been doing your flash briefing for? So I started November of last year. It's been, I guess, about 10 months, a little bit over. I'm up to 21,000 subscribers. It's been quite a ride, really, really interesting. I show up on the second page of amazon.com when people search for Instagram. I have 25 five-star reviews. I've worked really hard on this and I'm really proud of, of what I've built. It's been a great opportunity to grow an audience from very, very little and learn a new platform that I think is really only gonna become more important over time. And from those subscribers, do you get any type of analytics from Amazon or have you gotten any feedback from the people? What's kind of been the ROI from the time you spent on this? So I would say that the ROI is definitely in learning a new platform that nobody really knows yet. And people are still figuring out how to build an audience on. I get a good amount of messages from people who send me questions through Instagram DMs or follow me. We've started conversations, relationships. Some people I even consider friends as a result of this. It's been really great. And also it's leading towards speaking opportunities because now, although there are many people who speak about Instagram, there are not so many people who speak about building an audience on this brand new platform that nobody really knows about yet. So that's been a really cool opportunity for me too, is to get speaking engagements around that. 
Yes. And you did speak at Voice Summit this past July. I did. Yeah. That was a really good opportunity to share some of the experiences that I have, but also kind of answer questions about where I think this platform is going. It was a great conversation. Um, And I was also at the Voice and Education Summit. And I gave some examples of how teachers might use these in the classroom to give the parents and students daily updates on what's going on in the class so that this way parents can be updated without having to get more emails. Every day they can say, Alexa, tell me the news and hear what their student learned in class that day or what tests they'll be coming up on Friday and what they need to do to study for that. So really good opportunity to get a little creative in this space as well. I love it. Daniel, this has been wonderful. Some great information and really great step-by-step tools that people can use to really start building their first flash briefing if they haven't already. If people have questions, they want to learn more, they want to understand how they can do this with you, where can they connect with you online or social media? Yeah, absolutely. You can find me at Daniel Hill Media on Instagram. That's primarily my spot. And you can also find me on Twitter. I'm there as well. And what is your Alexa flash briefing called? It's called the Instagram stories. You can search for it on amazon.com, amazon.co.uk.ca, wherever you happen to be, you can search for the Instagram stories and find my show. Thank you so much, Daniel. This has been wonderful. And I look forward to seeing more of what you do and hopefully you inspire others to create their own flash briefings. Thanks so much for having me on, Carrie. Thank you for listening to the Inside Voice podcast. We greatly appreciate you being a part of our community. And if you enjoyed this episode or you like the podcast, we would love it if you would subscribe, follow, like, share, leave a review of the show. If you have any questions, comments, feedback, people you want to see on the show, things you want to learn, feel free to send us an email at kerry at modev.com. That's K-E-R-I at modev.com. And be sure to check us out online at voicesummit.ai. Thank you. And we look forward to chatting with you next week.